Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Today, James Collins continues his conversation with Mac Dominic as they explore what the Bible says about the sons of God and the Nephilim. We also have an update on upcoming conferences and our virtual conference that's going on right now. Speaking of which, our online prophecy conference is underway. It started on Friday and goes through this Saturday. Ten speakers with hours and hours of prophecy teaching. It's all online and on demand. Get your all-access pass and start watching today. Call 1-800-652-1144. That's toll-free, 1-800-652-1144. Or simply visit the conference page of our website, swrc.com. Have you subscribed to our brand new podcast? You can now listen to insightful interviews, current events from a biblical perspective, and prophecy that helps us make sense of the world around us. Subscribe today to both of our podcasts, Watchmen on the Wall and our brand new podcast, In the Beacon's Light. You can get these podcasts on iTunes, Google, Spotify, iHeart, and TuneIn. Be sure and subscribe to the podcast today. Staff evangelist James Collins returns to the program with Mac Dominic to continue their intriguing conversation about the sons of God and the Nephilim. People today are asking questions that most churches never even try to answer. Questions like, who were the giants? What are ghosts? Are UFOs and aliens real? Back with me on the Watchman on the Wall program to answer these questions is Mac Dominic. Mac is a Bible teacher with Cutting Edge Films. They have produced a new two-volume DVD series titled The Sons of God and the Nephilim. Mac, thanks once again for being back on the program with me today. Thank you, James. Mac, in case someone missed the program yesterday, let's quickly review a little bit about what we discussed. We believe in the supernatural view of Genesis 6. Now, based on the supernatural view, who were the sons of God? We believe that there were angels that descended to the earth and intermarried with women, and they bred a race of beings that the Bible calls the Nephilim. These were half-angelic, half-mortal beings, and they were literally giants, and they almost took over the entire earth prior to the flood. Their offspring were the giants, the Nephilim. Tell us about the Nephilim. The Nephilim are spoken of in the Bible, in the book of Genesis, and in the book of Numbers. The Nephilim are spoken of by the book of Enoch in great detail, and the Nephilim were the giants prior to the flood. And after the flood, we are told that when the children of Israel came back into the land, when the spies went in and spied out the land, they came back with their ill report and told Moses and the rest of the children of Israel that there were Nephilim in the land. And we know that the children of Anak, Goliath, and his family were Nephilim. We know that Og, king of Bashan, was Nephilim. And so there were Nephilim both before the flood and, again, after the flood. So that's who they were. They were half angelic and half human that grew to be giants and were wreaking havoc on the face of the whole earth. 
Well, it seems that the ancient myths or legends are based in truth, many of the ancient myths and legends. Most of the world's mythology seems to be based on the Nephilim of the antediluvian world. Who were the Titans? Tell me about them. We go into great detail in the DVD about the Titans. The Titans, of course, were the original Greek gods. I guess that's the best way to put it. There were originally, I believe, 12 Titans. There was Rhea and Kronos, and they had children. And, of course, from their children came the Greek gods and the gods of Olympus. And we really have to come to the conclusion, when we look at the story of the Titans and the Bible's account of the Nephilim, we have to conclude that the Titans were actually the sons of God, the Benai Elohim, who descended to the earth, and their children were the gods of Olympus and the subsequent generations of Greek gods. And it's just amazing what we've discovered because we actually even read that Zeus and the Olympians actually imprisoned Kronos, the king of the Titans, and other Titans in a place called Tartarus. And, of course, Peter talks about the angels that sinned and said they were being held in Tartarus, and that term is only used there in Peter, the only time it's used in the Bible, but it comes from the Greek legend of the Titans. It's actually Second Peter 2, and when they're delivered to chains of darkness, reserved unto judgment, when they're cast down to hell, that word hell is Tartarus in the Greek. Tell me about the legend of Atlantis. That also seems to fit well with the antediluvian world. It's pretty incredible. You know, ever since I was a kid in high school, I was fascinated with the legend of Atlantis. But if you read Plato's version, if you read in the Critias, and you read about Atlantis, you read about how Poseidon was bequeathed the Isle of Atlantis, and how Atlas was his eldest son, and the Greek gods enter into the equation with Atlantis, and then Atlantis was destroyed by a great flood and sank under the waters. So it just lines up perfectly with the story of the flood. Well, now the Bible tells us, Mac, in Genesis 6-4, that there were giants before the flood and after. How did the Nephilim survive the flood? That's a really good question that good Bible-believing people have different opinions on. So I am not going to take a dogmatic stand on either one, but the two best explanations of that is that either after the flood, the same thing happened that happened prior to the flood, where there were more angels that descended and had relationships with human women, engendered another race of Nephilim, or there was a Nephilim gene in one of the women on the ark, one of the sons of Noah, primarily the wife of Ham, is the one that gets blamed for this. And either there was a Nephilim gene on the ark through one of Noah's son's wives, or the same thing happened again after the flood. You get good people who all believe the Bible that will make the argument both ways. You know, there's even the legend of Og, the king of Bashan, who 
the children of Israel defeated when Moses brought the children of Israel into the promised land, and they went up and conquered Bashan before they crossed the Jordan River. And there, the legend of that is, is that Og, who was the king that was named in the book of Numbers as the last of the Rephidim, which is another name for the Nephilim, held on to the side of the ark, and Noah fed him out a window in the ark, and he survived the flood. That one's kind of hard to believe. But the reality is either the Nephilim gene survived with one of the women on the ark, that was not an original member of Noah's family, or the same situation happened after the flood as happened before the flood. It was one or the other. Well, along the lines of the Rephaim and the Anakim and the Amorites, I've been asked many, many times, why would a loving God order the Jewish people to completely destroy another race of people? So how would you answer that based on Genesis 6? The Amorite tribes, as we study ancient Mesopotamia, ancient Canaan, and even ancient Egypt, the Amorite tribes were the descendants of the Nephilim, and they were the ones where the Nephilim, uh, where the Nephilim gene resided. And in every case where God ordered Joshua, or even in the case of Moses prior to crossing the Jordan River, in the case of Og and the folks on the eastern side of the river, anywhere that God ordered them to kill men, women, and children, God was destroying a corrupted gene pool. And so that's what was going on. The Nephilim gene had to be destroyed because if it was not, it would eventually gain predominance again with all the capabilities of the giants and the strength of the giants. Without divine intervention, those giants would run roughshod over all of humanity and the same problem would come back up that was evidenced prior to the flood, and so thus God ordered the complete annihilation of those tribes. It was the only way to cleanse the earth of the Nephilim gene, and it had to be done. We're visiting today with Mac Dominic about his incredible teaching set, The Sons of God and the Nephilim, Volume 1 and 2. You can get your own copy of these great DVDs right now by calling 1-800-652-1144 or by going to our website at swrc.com. Mac, now, you do a terrific job in the DVDs of explaining ghosts and poltergeist. Now, what are they? Over the years, just like Genesis chapter 6, in most cases that I know of, when anyone would come to their pastor or to their Sunday school teacher and say, what's going on with this person I know? They're having these paranormal experiences. Mm -hmm. They're seeing ghosts. This is happening in their house and and all of these things. What in the world is going on? And most of the time, Bible-believing, Bible-preaching people do not have an answer for this. But here's the reality and what we have to understand that the only thing that makes sense, the only thing that adds up, is that when the Nephilim were destroyed in the flood, there was no place for those evil spirits to go. Hell wasn't prepared for them. There was no chance of redemption in heaven. 
So they ended up in the spirit world in another dimension, and they became what we know today as demons. And so if you read, I believe it's the book of Baruch, which is another extra-biblical Second Temple writing, the book of Baruch said there were 450,000 Nephilim destroyed in the flood. And we know there were Nephilim after the flood, and so the spirits of the Nephilim are the entities that became what we know as ghosts, poltergeists, and demons, because a ghost is a spirit that is either impersonating an individual that has died or is just hanging out as an unknown spirit and wreaking havoc with mankind or causing all types of fear or other problems. The reality is that we have the answer. These masquerading demonic spirits are what we know as ghosts. We also can carry that forward into what are known as vampires, werewolves. All of these legends, all of these legends came directly from the spirit of the Nephilim and the disembodied spirits of the pre-flood Nephilim that we know in the Bible as demons. And that's where they came from. Well, let's talk about something that is very, very popular today. Since 1948, there have been many, many, many accounts of space aliens and UFOs that just really can't be dismissed. What do ETs have to do with the Nephilim? It's the same situation, and it's not just the Nephilim. It's also the disobedient sons of God who have access to our world today and they can manifest themselves in and out of the spirit realm. Now, we don't know what a UFO craft really is, but we do know that this technology, as many UFO researchers who are not Christians, have noted that these things defy gravity, Mm -hmm. they defy all the laws of physics that we have, and they seem to appear and disappear. And quite honestly, the only logical conclusion is that these are interdimensional craft in which when a fallen angel wants to embody itself, and we know they can, we know that angels can embody in the form of men, women, animals, and other things, we see that in the Old Testament, that they can pilot these craft in and out of their spiritual dimension, interface with the demonic spirits, of the Nephilim, and and that is what UFOs have to be in our society today, because these things are real. I mean, even if there was five or ten of them, they couldn't explain, but you know there are hundreds and probably even thousands of occurrences that cannot be explained by any natural phenomena or any military aircraft or any of those things. And so basically, we know that the spirit realm exists. We know that they have at their beck and call this technology, and they are traveling from one dimension to another, and that is the only thing that makes sense. And when you start looking at things like these alien abductions and the things that are going on in people that say they've been abducted by aliens, I mean, you know, the alien messages are impending disasters, 
destruction on Earth from environmental degradation. Aliens are our creators. They're advancing evolution through breeding experiments. They're saying man must unify. World government and world religion are necessary, and abductees are, are chosen for a special purpose. That is exactly what the New Agers teach. That is exactly what the demonic spirits that are channeled are teaching. And so it all goes hand in hand. So logically and rationally, it all must originate at the same source, which is Satan and his angels. You document a false narrative that's being pushed that states that millions of people will be removed by these aliens because they do not respect Mother Earth. What is that all about, and could that be part of the deception used to explain the rapture of the Church? That is a very interesting one, because I got that quote right off of a New Age website, and it was talking about the Pleiadian entities. You know, When you look at the so-called aliens that we see that manifest themselves, they're the reptilians, they're the greys, the little big-headed, big-eyed gray people, but then there are the Pleiadians, which look like Nordic human beings. And on this website, it talks about the fact that the Pleiadian message is a coming polar shift and will result in any many earth changes. Can you say climate change? Mm-hmm. And people who do not fit into the new design will be humanely removed to rethink their positions. And this website quoted, as many as 20 million may be removed at one time. Now, I sure hope the rapture of the church includes more than 20 million people. Yes. But the fact of the matter is, this website was predicting as many as 20 people will be zapped away, and it will be a humane thing to rethink their positions and then brought back into the new world order to reassimilate to the new world that has been created. Mac, thanks so much for being on with me. The DVD set is The Sons of God and The Nephilim, Volume 1 and 2, and we look forward to more great teachings from you. Thanks so much once again. I'm looking forward to it, James, and thank you so much. To get the entire conversation with Mac Dominic, call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. You can also order online, swrc.com. Also make sure you get both Volume 1 and 2 of the DVDs, The Sons of God and the Nephilim, for a gift of $35 or more. This DVD set by Mac Dominic can be yours today when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. You can also order online, swrc.com. That's swrc. And remember, when you order materials like this DVD set, you're supporting Watchmen on the Wall. Larry Spargimino and James Collins update us on our Summer Virtual Prophecy Conference, and they preview our in-person conferences coming up later this year. We have heard from many listeners who are watching our virtual Summer Prophecy Briefing, which is going on right now. 
You can still sign up and watch this conference on your computer or smart TV. The conference presentations will be available until August 7th. To sign up, go to swrc.com and click on the Conferences tab at the top of the page. Then click the box that says Virtual Summer Prophecy Conference. Then add the conference to your cart, fill out all the attendee details, and click Confirm. You will then receive all the information on how you can stream the Virtual Summer Prophecy Conference. The Virtual Summer Prophecy Conference features outstanding presentations by 10 of today's top Bible teachers. All these great speakers and all these great messages are available right now. You don't want to miss your opportunity to see these important, timely, Bible-based presentations. So, friend, sign up now. The Virtual Summer Prophecy Conference featuring Bob Cornuk, Pastor Billy Crone, Rabbi Kurt Schneider, Todd Friel, Michael Samuel Smith, Bill Federer, Kenneth Hill, Greg Patton, Larry Spargimino, and me, James Collins, is available by calling 1-800-652-1144. That number again, 1-800-652-1144. Or you can simply sign up at our website, swrc.com. That's swrc.com. Our virtual Summer Prophecy Conference features Bob Cornuke speaking on the search for the real Mount Sinai and also the lost shipwreck of Paul. Pastor Billy Crone shares two topics, Are You Ready for the Rapture? and Satanism and the Rise of Devil Worship. Rabbi Kurt Schneider gives an excellent presentation called Discovering the Jewish Jesus. Todd Friel, the host of Wretched TV, speaks on the subject Jesus Unmasked. Prophecy researcher and Bible teacher Michael Samuel Smith explains why the rapture could happen in this generation. Bill Federer, America's most loved historian, speaks on the topic of miracles in American history. Dr. Kenneth Hill looks at the prayers of the ancients. Pastor Greg Patton shares his testimony along with his topic, The New America. My co-host on today's program, James Collins, has three presentations at our virtual summer prophecy conference, The Shepherd and the 23rd Psalm, Wake Up, Ready or Not, Here He Comes, and a message from the book of Jonah titled, Not for Profit. The host of the Watchman on the Wall program, Dr. Larry Spargimino, speaks on the subjects Engaging the World for the Glory of God and Revival in the End Times. Friends, these are all outstanding presentations, and if you want to see them, you need to hurry. The Virtual Summer Prophecy Conference ends on August the 7th. Once again, you can simply sign up for the Virtual Summer Prophecy Conference by calling our toll-free number. That number is 1-800-652-1144. Once again, it's 1-800-652-1144. Or you can go to the website, swrc.com, swrc.com. Click on the conferences tab at the top of the page, then click the box that says Virtual Summer Prophecy Conference. Add the conference to your cart, fill out the attendee details, and click Confirm. You'll then receive all the information on how you can live stream the Virtual Summer Prophecy Conference. The conference runs now through August 7th, and you can watch the presentations as many times as you like during that time. Next up on our conference schedule is our in-person 
is a two-late conference which will be held in Columbus, Ohio, October the 28th through the 30th at the Embassy Suites Columbus Airport. Joining me in Columbus will be Billy Crone, Bill Federer, Greg Patton, Larry Stamm, Kenneth Hill, and James Collins. Now, we expect the Columbus Conference to be a sellout, so you need to register now if you want a seat. You can expect some outstanding presentations and big surprises at the Columbus Conference. Our last in-person conference this year will be the Signs of the Time Conference, which will be held at Sunrise Bible Church in Las Vegas, Nevada, this November the 20th through the 21st. I'll be there along with Greg Patton, Dr. Larry Spargimino, and Billy Crone. And I'm really looking forward to all of these in-person conferences, and I hope to see you there. However, if you can't make it out to one of our in-person conferences, you can still take advantage of our virtual Summer Prophecy Conference, which continues now through August the 7th. One more time, to sign up or to get more information on any of our conferences, all you have to do is call our toll-free number 1-800-652-1144 or go to our website, swrc.com. The past two days, we've been talking about giants, Nephilim, and sons of God. And the Resource Center is no different. Today, we're offering the DVDs Sons of God and the Nephilim, Volume 1 and 2 by Mac Dominic. These DVDs will cover the events of Scripture from Genesis 6 through the Flood. This series draws on new research and has assembled a wealth of knowledge from those who have remained true to the Word of God and actual historical accounts to complete this new documentary series. Some of the questions that are explored in this DVD series include, who were the sons of God of Genesis 6? Who were the giants? What was their intention when arriving to our physical dimension? What was their impact on mankind? Can we identify these creatures in human history? Are there spiritual forces that rule and influence the destiny and direction of the nations? Are there biblical answers to the strange events documented in the world of the paranormal? Are UFOs and space aliens real? Is there life elsewhere in our physical universe? The Sons of God and Nephilim DVD series gives the viewer the answers not only to these questions, but other answers for those who seek the truth. Armed with this information and these DVDs, the viewer will be well-equipped to reach those who seek answers, not only with the truths that they seek, but more importantly, they'll be able to build a foundation of truth to support the presentation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Get Volume 1 and 2 of The Sons of God and the Nephilim for a gift of $35 or more. Order yours today when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. You can also order this powerful DVD series online, swrc.com. That's swrc.com. a new listener to Watchmen on the Wall, make sure you request your new listener pack. In this packet, you'll find a special welcome letter from our president, Dr. Kenneth Hill, information about the ministry, and a free book. It's our way of saying thank you for being a new listener here at Southwest Radio Ministries. To request your new listener pack, which is absolutely free, call 1-800-652-1144. 
That's 1-800-652-1144 and request your new listener pack today. My friends, thank you for being with us today. Tomorrow, we look into the scripture and see if you and I are part of the Do-Nothing Club. Watchmen on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Visit swrc.com. That's swrc.com.